Hey, welcome back to the Canatech podcast. I'm with Vic at Chima. How you doing, Vic? Hey, Harry. How are you? Good to see you again. Good, good. So uh, good to have you back on. Um, so you wanted to talk about maybe alternative payment methodologies in the cannabis vertical. What's going on? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting, Harry. We're um, obviously we participate in lots of conversations and uh, discussions around the broader cannabis industry and so on. And, and you know, we, we see a lot of appetite, I guess, is, is the right word for it. Appetite and desire for alternative ways to pay uh, for product and cannabis, right? And th- what we're finding and what we still see today is that the alternatives are just not mature enough in the industry yet to be mainstream payment options for cannabis dispensary owners. And therefore, there's this heavy reliance and still heavy dependency on cash as the primary payment mechanism inside of uh, inside of the cannabis industry. So that's kind of the rail that we are uh, we're involved in. That's all we do as an organization. We, we help retailers and banks and uh, hospitality business automate cash handling processes. And, and so that's really our focus is while those alternative payment scenarios don't exist, they're not mature, they're not legal, whatever that case is, right? Whatever it is, our focus is just how do we help them deal with the cash, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no kidding. Um, what is, is there a uh, the Safe Banking Act, how could that affect you? I'm, I'm, I'm just making this question up, but what, yeah. what does that do for you? Yeah, it's a, that's, that's an interesting one. I think about it a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I, also, I also lean on the broader retail industry that we participate in um, and the, the conversations we have with retailers that um, are today mature retail, to retailers like grocery retailers and convenience store retailers and so on. And while they can accept all forms of cash payment, um, the, the split tends to be in depending on the industry, but you know, in fast food, it's sometimes 50-50 cash versus non-cash. Um, grocery could be 30, 70, you know, cash versus non-cash. So ultimately, there's still a relevance for cash in even those industries. So what I'm what I'm saying is that even after the Safe Banking Act passes when it does, um, the question I always ask myself is what impact is that going to have on the amount of cash flowing through cannabis dispensaries? And my guess is, and it's just a guess at this stage, is is it will continue to be very relevant in cannabis for a number of reasons, uh, anonymity being one of those. Yeah, um, no, I, I hear you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I think, I think the, 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 the percentage of cash in cannabis in my opinion, will be higher than traditional retail environments for a long time, even after Safe Banking Act. So maybe like once the Safe Banking Act passes, all of a sudden cash is going to disappear and everyone's going to, you know, implement credit card payments or, or digital payments of some sort and cash will just disappear. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. Um, what it means, though, is that, um, you know, we, we might just see slightly less demand for automation in certain dispensaries because the percentages are 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 not in the favor of automating um, but we're still seeing huge demand for automating cash handling processes in traditional retail environments where cash is the smaller percentage to the overall um, value of payments in their businesses so yeah I'm not I'm not losing sleep over the fact that we <laughs> we won't have opportunities in the cannabis space for cash automation when that yeah. happens 
Yeah, no, I, I concur. Um, and that would also lead into foreign transactions in foreign countries. Now, are you only in the USA or, you know, because the cannabis is opening up in other countries, of course, Canada being the simple example, but um, do, do you cross borders? We as an organization do, yeah. So Chima is a, a global company. We sell in 45 different countries through okay. network of partners. So yeah, we, we can handle multi-currency and, and, and we do sell our technology in countries. We have partners that represent our products in Canada too. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a lot of experience dealing with different currencies and different economies and, and so on. And you'll be amazed at how cash is handled differently yeah. uh, in, in different parts of the world. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's phenomenal how those variances are. That's what I was getting at. You know, from my travels back in the day, uh, a number of countries, and I still have a bag full of coins and currency yeah. over yeah. here from different countries. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yep. And uh, it's, um, it's, you know, um, coin is still a relevant part of that, that whole industry. We've experienced a lot of coin challenges, uh, coin supply chain challenges in yeah. the US recently, but um, they're getting better. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's an interesting place, and 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 fortunately for us, we we get to cross a number of different borders. All right, Vic, great to catch up with you. Take care, my friends. Awesome. Lovely to chat again, Harry. Take care. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Ciao.